You're listening to the Party Girl Podcast with Chelsea Curtis, episode 115, The Great Breakdown of 2020. Okay, so if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, um, I don't know how you wouldn't know this, but I'm going to tell you right now. I'm a really silly person, and my silliness is not understood by everyone. And when I say silly, I mean like 10 years old silly. And so I have this group of girlfriends, and we've been friends for about four years now, and Every time we get together, we have like voices and we do weird walking and we do this really weird like underbite thing whenever we think something is like cool Um, or when we're like, you know, that person's attractive or we just, we're like super silly, like underbite, raising your eyebrows, using weird voices. Okay. So it's, here's the thing is you may appreciate it or you may not. But it's never really worked in my favor. Like, I've never been able to show this side to other people because they think it's really weird. Respect fine. Like, that's fine. You can think whatever you want. Okay? But, like, I I have these other little personalities that come out that are, like, characters with my girlfriends, for example. Like, we have our one friend who's kind of, like, the princess friend, self-admittedly. And so when people or things don't go the way she wants... For example, one of the the characters that comes out is like this high and mighty, I don't know, regal somebody that's like, out of my way, peasants, okay? It's not funny to anyone else but us. So I think that's one of the reasons why I'm really close to my good, good girlfriends, like my group of girlfriends, because we're all silly together. And we're so silly that when we go out with our spouses, like on a double date, that our husbands are just like, we're so glad you two found each other. Wow. Wow. And it's funny because I think a lot of times comedians or people that are funny or have voices or like other characters or personalities that they like to play with, like they're, they usually, I don't, I don't know if it's that they've honed it more or they have better storytelling or what, but I will say this. Um, my friends, I think that they are some of the most beautiful, like gorgeous, most attractive people ever. Like we're a good looking bunch. So I think it's just one of those things that when we act that way, it doesn't fit. Like we're not goofy looking and now we're goofy. It's like, we're, you know, I'm 5'10". My friend Carrie is six foot. She freaking has a six pack. Like the the girl is, she is like Wonder Woman. And then you'll see her... (laughs) Humped over with an underbite saying like, it's just like, it just doesn't work. Like, I don't know. Like, so, so now that you know that background, like I need you to know that like my girlfriends are a lot of my emotional well-being. And so at the end of 2019, there was kind of a falling out with this group of friends and I could see that things weren't going well. And so I decided to say something. So I individually pulled a few friends aside and had conversations about my feelings. And anyway, it kind of, it didn't go as well as I had hoped. Um, One of my other friends was struggling and in a dark place. And so it just fizzled. And what happened was I had reached out and I had reached out again and I had reached out a third time and I wasn't responding 
I wasn't getting responded back to. And I felt like maybe that conversation of where I wanted to be real and share my feelings didn't go over well. And so I ended up not hearing from this friend for about six months. Okay. You're like, wait, this is the great breakdown. Like you're telling us all this weird stuff. We don't even want to know this about you, but I I promise I'm getting there. Okay. So you have to know that as, as 2019 was wrapping up, I felt like one of my longest, closest, like really good friendships ended and it did. Um, I had a lot of stress going into starting a new business, the financial stresses of starting a new business while I already have another existing business. Then I added a business partner. Then after Christmas, that business partner broke up with me and I started to gain weight. I was depressed. I couldn't get back into the flow after the new year. I just was really struggling. And so while I was having small victories, I was still not in a very good place. Well, a couple of weeks ago, and I haven't actually mentioned this anywhere, um, my lower back started hurting and acting up. And the history with that is I was in a car accident when I was pregnant with my daughter, Jade, seven years ago, and kind of got the back resolved. Then I was in a car accident again, rear-ended both times, again, when I was pregnant with Sterling. And my back, you know, I'd gone to the chiropractor, tried to resolve it, had him, started going back to the chiropractor, and I just kind of felt like nothing was really progressing. So fast forward a few months, um, this cute lady lives in my neighborhood. She just moved in a few months ago. She tells me that she had herniated discs and that this doctor chiropractor that she goes to completely healed her back. I decide to go to see him. I get an MRI and I discover that I have four bulging discs in my back. And so while I am going through, you know, more bad days than good, you know, states with seasonal depression, states with extra anxiety, feeling like I'm overwhelmed, I'm in pain. And I, I had been brushing it aside because I felt like, oh, I'm fine. Like I just need to pull it together and like, just get over it. Like I know my back hurts, but like, it's not that bad. And with back injuries, the thing that's so hard is you can't see it from the outside. And so it's hard to have compassion if you've never been there. And so I wasn't really even doing a good job of having compassion for myself. And so I have this MRI. I'm told that in order to heal, I need to go to the chiropractor to be adjusted and put on this machine that stretches out the spine three days a week. I'm like, I don't have the time for this. This is hilarious, right? It's like, we want to be healthy. We want to live these lives. We want this amazing quality of life. But then when it comes to actually taking care of ourselves, like we don't want to do it. At least that's me. I can only speak for myself, but I I just, I'm like, I don't want to do this. And then, um, my other business partner, um, Erica from Dirty Licious tells me that she wants to have a talk and that she has just been having some hurt feelings. And so I'm like, Oh my gosh, like what's this talking to me about? So this talk is on the calendar. Um, I'm not in a place where I feel like my girlfriend click of four years is at a place where it's even strong. And I just feel like I was in pain and then not just that, but I had a few business deals that got rejected and it, (laughs) it was hard. It was hard. And I was feeling pretty emotional about it. And so my husband on a side note, and I have been saving up so that he could buy a truck. And so he's been looking and doing this research. And if you listen to the episode about my husband, you know, he's all about the research. So he had been looking and he found his dream truck and it was exactly how much we had set aside 
for him to buy it and pay cash. And so I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Like, let's go. So we took a Saturday and we went and not again, I want you to know, like not necessarily all of these things have happened at the same time, but a lot of them are resolved and lingering. And my love language is communication, verbal, and like just being silly. Like that's an outlet for me and it's fun for me. And so not having my girlfriends feeling like everyone's mad at me, everyone's saying no, I'm like just missing opportunities. And like, I feel like I'm just off. I feel off. Like we go to this dealership and we go and we tell him we're here to buy this truck. We test drive it. And my husband like just falls in love with this truck and he lights up and he's like, okay, I love it. Like, please, please, please. And we start talking about it and he's like, okay, so I, I think that based on our conversation, I can get him down to this. And so we still need to figure out how we're going to do taxes and blah, blah, blah. And so we sit down and we crunch the numbers and it's going to be like $1,800 more than what we had set aside. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to tell the guy like we're paying cash. Like, so, you know, here you can just take the cash and, and this $1,800 in like fees and taxes and all that, like just make it go away and we can make this be a done deal. And the guy was like, no, I'm not going to do that because I probably could sell this truck for $1,800 more than I'm selling it for you and blah, blah, blah. And so I just was like, hey, what about, would you, would you split it? Would you do $750? And he's like, yeah, you know, like I really just can't. Like this is a good deal. Like I know I'm like, I'm losing money on this and I was eager to sell it. And I've already had somebody else text me about it. And then I was like, okay, like I just wanted to round the number. So I was like, what if you just take off $323.16 to just give me this nice number? And he told me no again. He said, no, I'm not going to do that. This is the price if you want it. And I looked at Nick and Nick just had these puppy eyes of like, please, please, like, can we make it happen? And of course, like, of course it was fine. Like we could just transfer money from savings or whatever. Like it was fine, but it just felt like another loss. And I just like got up because my nose started running. When I get emotional, my nose starts running. I ran up and got a tissue and I just started sobbing, sobbing and sobbing and sobbing. And I like was mortified because here I was like hardball negotiating with this guy about this truck, like with a cashier's check in my hand. It wasn't like, Oh yeah, we'll do it. Like it was a done deal. And he was like, no, no, no. Um, and I just start sobbing and I stand up, the kids are there, Sterling's in the car seat, Jade's sitting there and I grab a tissue and I just tell Nick, I'm like, I am having a really hard week and I just need a minute. This isn't about the truck. Please do the truck. I'm leaving. And I just left and I just started bawling and it was like one more thing. Oh my gosh. I'm rehabbing the breakdown you guys right now. It was like, it was like one more thing. Like I just wanted a win. I just wanted a win. And it was so dumb. And I was so mad at that guy. Like, why won't you just give me this? It's $300, you know, like, why won't you just give me this? And so I left and I went for a walk and I was probably gone for 20 minutes and it was freezing cold. And I just walked through the snow on the sidewalk about a block and a half away from where we were. And I just sobbed like out loud crying because I felt like, gosh, like I don't have any wins right now. And I realized, like, I realized like, what are you doing? Like, I just, first of all, I realized like I needed a good cry for one. 
Like I think as women and especially myself, like I, I know I'm pretty tough. Like I know I'm pretty direct and like, I love feedback and even feedback that's negative. I'm, I'm open to it, but it was like, I just was like beat down and I didn't feel good. And like, I didn't feel like my support system was where I wanted it to be. And like, everyone is mad at me and I just can't, I just can't, I just can't. And I just thought about it. I'm like, this is so dumb. This is the $300 and the 16 cents or whatever. Like, why was that bothering me so much? Instead of me just being like, Chelsea, it's $300. Like, it's fine. You're going to make Nick's dream come true. Like my husband, Nick is from Idaho, you guys. And he has wanted a truck. <laughs> like when we were dating, he was like, yeah, I can't wait to have a pickup truck. And I'd like to see us being married and me in this truck and camping and blah, blah, blah. We've been married. It'll be 13 years this year. And he finally got his truck. And I was like, I just need to be happy for him. Like it's about him. Like, why am I making this about me? Um, but I realized I'm like, I think it's important to have that emotional check-in with yourself to be like, whoa, whoa. Like what is going on? Cause at first I'm like, am I mad? Am I Am I upset? Am I like, what is it? And it wasn't anything besides just feeling a lot of, and maybe also paying cash for something like maybe that, I don't know that we've done this before where we save up a lot of money and we pay cash. And like, I don't know, like that's tens of thousands of dollars is a lot of money. So to see like your car savings account go from a heavy, strong balance that you're like sweet to literally zero, like that was, I think that was like the, I don't know. I think maybe, maybe, I don't know. It's dumb because it's not like we don't have retirement and other things, but it just, for some reason, it felt like a lot of loss. And so if, have you ever felt that way? Like, have you ever just felt like everything was crumbling around you and then you had a good cry and you're like, okay, like that, I had a good cry. Now I'm going to just like take a deep breath and I'm going to be, I'm going to go back in there. And I was just embarrassed. Like I <laughs> turned around dried my tears. My hands were like numb because it was so cold. My nostrils were like red and freezing cold because my nose was running. And then it was like sub-zero temperatures outside. So I turned around and went back in and Nick had like wrapped it up and had the biggest smile on his face. And he texted me like two minutes after I left. He's like, are you sure you're okay with me doing this? And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Like, please do it. Um, but that must've been so freaking awkward. I don't even know. Like, I wish I could have just held it together. And then I got back and Nick was walking out and he had the papers and the title and like, he was so happy. And Jade was like, I want to go with dad in the new truck. And I was like, I'll take the baby. And so, um, I took the keys and I'm like emotional and I dropped the keys. I'm fumbling and like, I can't unlock the door and like tears are coming. And Nick's like, can I just give you a hug? He's like, thank you so much. Like, this is one of my biggest dreams. I'm so happy. I'm like, I'm so happy for you. And I'm sorry that I'm taking this away from you because I'm emotional. Like I'm just, <laughs> I'm just embarrassed. And he's like, I, I just hope you're not mad. And it was like the biggest misunderstanding. Cause I was so happy for him, but oh my gosh, like I got in the car and then I started sobbing all the way home. I'm like, why can't you just like, then I was beating myself up for ruining this like super awesome day that we have worked together so hard to like make happen. And he was getting this thing that he really wanted. And I felt like such a jerk, like, oh my gosh, Chelsea just tied together. And I just was like, I need to figure out. Cause I, at that point I didn't realize why I was so mad and Anyway, I was able to sort it out on the drive. And when I got home, I just, I had a talk with him and it was a Saturday night. And so we had a babysitter scheduled and we were going to go see that new fantasy Island movie and go to dinner. And I'm just like, 
you know, I just think that I needed a win. Like I've had so much rejection and I've had so many no's and it's hard. It's hard sometimes to feel like you're doing a good job and that you're enough when people around you are saying, no, no, no. Like I'm disgruntled. I'm unhappy. This is unhappy. And I just told my husband, I was like, I just need a win. Like I just need a little something. And so he's like, well, you already have a sitter. Do you want to still go to the movies or no? And I honestly just wanted to sleep. I wanted to go back into my bed and just sleep. I don't even know. I was just like a cranky toddler, I'm sure. And I get upstairs and I'm like, you know what? Like, this isn't going to make me happy. We already have the sitter. I don't want to cancel on her like an hour before. And so we decide to go to the movies and Nick's like, what do you want for dinner? I'm like, you know, I really want Cafe Rio. I hope they're listening because I hope they're like, someone's listening so that they can catch me for this, but I really want Cafe Rio. But of course we're not supposed to bring like outside food and drinks into the movie. And so I just told Nick, I was like, would it be terrible if I got Cafe Rio to go and I just like took a big blanket and snuck it under the blanket. I just need like a win, (laughs) which I don't know if sneaking food into a movie theater is like a win, but it felt like it to me. And it was so dumb that Nick actually supported it. He was like, totally. We can totally sneak food in. He's like, all like we have this whole thing worked out where he's like, I'll do the tickets. You can hold the food and the blanket. And he's so funny because he gave me that little bit of like comic relief to joke around. And like, even as we were walking into the theater from outside, I'm like, don't mind my huge bulging blanket that smells like salad, you know, because it was just ridiculous. And um, I get there, we, t- we, you know, scan our tickets and the guy at the theater is like, is that a salad? Just kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. No, I had a win, you guys. Like the, the attendant, he checks us in, enjoy the movie. You know, we sit down and I eat my Cafe Rio salad in a movie that I snuck in. And it was just one of those things, like, I just felt so loved and understood and so grateful for Nick for understanding. And, and I'm, like, not sure if he was just, like, riding cloud nine because one of his biggest lifelong dreams had just come true. Um, or if he was – and I'm sure he just was, you know, wanting to help me feel better. Um, but it was one of those things that I was like, gosh, sometimes it's important to just have a little win in your life and to know that it's going to be – it's going to be okay. And also that it's okay to cry and to break down and to have bad days. I think a lot of people assume that I don't have bad days because they tell me all the time things that are just ridiculous. Like you're just so on the ball. You're just with this. Or like, you just have everything. Everything just happens for you. You're just so lucky. I'm like, you know, luck looks like a lot of hard work. Luck looks like a lot of saving and waiting and waiting for the opportunity. And it also looks like a lot of rejection And most days I'm really tough and most days I'm fine and I got it and I'm going to be okay. But then there's other days where I'm like, you know what? I suck today. I was a terrible worker. I was a terrible mom. I was a terrible whatever. And it all comes back to just finding that balance of like what makes you happy and do that thing over and over and over and over as many times as you can. And then, and then that is what is going to fulfill you and fill your cup. Sometimes it's like, the expecting so much from other people or just, again, putting happiness in the hands of other people. Like that was probably my biggest takeaway is I was waiting for something to happen. Of course, that same weekend, you guys, the friendship from six months ago that had kind of fizzled, um, she reached out to me and wanted to make amends and apologized. And 
said that she appreciated me being a real friend and that I was always honest with her and that I made her want to be a better person. And, and because of that, we've been working it out. And I, um, I'm just like, gosh, it's so interesting how like sometimes things all fall apart. And if you just hang on for another day or another week, another month, whatever, like you just got to hang on and you're going to be okay. And it'll work out. And if it doesn't work out, that's okay too. Like you can have other things work out. And so I don't know why I felt (laughs) compelled to share this crazy story because it makes me sound like a crazy person. But I just want you to know that like whatever you're going through, even if it's crying in front of a total stranger when they tell you no on your business negotiation, on your car deal negotiation, you know, that you're going to be okay. And that all you can do is try and give yourself a little grace and forgiveness and that everything is going to work out the way it's supposed to, but you've got to just keep showing up every single day and going for it and going for it. By the way, my conversation with Erica was amazing. It was like I had made it up to be this big thing. And she came to me and she was in tears and she's like, look, I just want to work better. And like, I'm overwhelmed. And this is what's going on in my personal life. And like, how do we, how do we do this better? And I was like, oh my gosh, that was so, again, like so many things, like I was making it about me. Like I'm a bad person, right? It's something wrong when really it was like the whole thing was like, how do we be more collaborative and communicative? And like, let's, let's do this. And so again, I just want to give you a little glimmer into some behind the scenes with this episode. And I hope it inspires you to just keep trucking along to know that you can do it and that somebody, somebody needs the good gifts that you have that only you can give. And that's going to be my reminder to myself today. Thank you for joining me in this episode, you guys. I'll catch you next time.